up, nerds? Welcome to Stranger, Stranger Thursdays. Thursdays. The <laughs> hottest and queerest Stranger Things recap podcast. Here we are uh, for the finale of volume one of Stranger Things season four. If you, um, if this, if this is your first time listening to this installment of uh, Stranger Thursdays with our podcast, stop listening now. Go back. First of all, g- watch Stranger Things 4 on Netflix. Um, and also go back and start from episode one because spoilers mm. are ahead. We are only talking about chapter seven, the massacre at Hawkins Lab today. We left off with Eleven coming to some realizations about things she might have done in her past. And the kids and the rest of the Scooby-Doo gang are at Lover's Lake. Steve has just been dragged down into the Upside Down as being devoured by Demobats. Will he make it out alive? Will the cops catch the kids? We'll find out right after this ad. See you soon, nerds. Yeah, so we are in, we're back. We are in the Upside Down. Steve is getting chomped and chewed by these Demobats. Um, until Robin and Nancy come out from what and feels... And Eddie. Oh, and Eddie, correct. Come out from what feels like nowhere. Yeah, Nancy's coming in to save the day. They just came through Watergate. The Watergate. Dustin would love if I said that. Uh, which is the gate in Lover's Lake from that to the Upside Down. The last episode, yeah. And the gang is victorious, but we see how deadly these demo bats are. Like, you know, you have you have the big shark, which is the Demogorgon. You have the smaller sharks, which are like the raptors uh, with the demo dogs. Uh, of course, you have the big, gross monster that is the flayed or, or the mind flayer. Mm-hmm. And then you have these demo bats, which are like small, aggressive, quick, and they come in Big ass like horse, chihuahuas. and they got these tails like chihuahuas. They're yeah, like yeah, the, they they're like, like the little tiny dinosaurs that are like, a, like I don't even know. They're like a foot tall, and they all they come in packs. You know, they're in Jurassic fucking Park. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know what they're called. It's like they're small. They're small. They look like they look exactly like raptors, except they're mini. Uh, <laughs> oh, they they remind me of the 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 lizard things in holes, Ew. but like if they could fly. Do you I know what I'm talking that. about? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they look almost <laughs> like like stingrays, flying stingrays Ew, yeah. with like bat wings. It's very weird. They're very weird looking and terrifying, and they're very fitting for the upside down. It's so crazy that we've never like seen these guys before, but at the same time makes sense because we're seeing a lot of things that we haven't before shit is getting strange and like things are getting strange things are fucking getting strange but it's like this is a violent scene it's nasty they like kill these bats like yeah it feels like i'm watching like a D uh battle. like a battle like play out it's it's really it's really fun uh, and, you know, they do come out victorious. Steve's pretty beat up and they see more Demobats coming at them and they and they run. Uh, Nancy says we should uh, run to the forest. We should go to my house. Let's go. Uh, smart, because y- you know what Nancy has, right? <laughs> she got a gun. Give her all of the fucking guns. If Nancy has anything, she has a gun. <laughs> if she <laughs> has anything, if Nancy likes one thing, it's a fucking Glock. <laughs> like, she's more like a she's more like a rifle type of guy, though. 
we go back to the torture room from the uh, the regular like. Are, th are these the uh, these are the Illuminati police, not the upside down police? So this is the Illuminati police, uh, and well, I think the Wallace... Illuminati police are the same thing as the upside down police. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. The and this is like just like the military. This is the military. Yeah, the military is currently torturing one of the cops that are Agent Wallace. Agent Wallace, who was protecting um, L and the hoppers or sorry the the buyers essentially um and he knows where 11 is and that's essentially what they're trying to find out from him but they're torturing this man and when i say it, it's bad like they put it in, i like, think they put him in like a metal crate and then put heat all around that in that, in that, I, in that it's box it's like a heat lamp so he's like burning on it yeah roasting in there that's horrifying yeah yeah it's like being trapped in the slow cook stop Slow cookers. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. But they l almost kill him. They beat it out of him. Yeah, they beat it out of him. Um, Her location, just like, with the promise that they're not going to kill Eleven. <laughs> Do you think they're going to follow through with that? Probably not. These don't look like people that are going to follow up on their word, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we uh, we jump back to the facility in Nevada. Uh, we get a callback to season one where Eleven is trying to use her powers on this Coca-Cola can, but it's just not working. Yeah, Eleven back in her facility with Brenner and with Dr. Owens where they're trying to get her powers back. Uh, Owens is really needing like Brenner to like hurry up with the experiment because they're running out of time and he's like you you really just want like your your father daughter time again all I see is this traumatized little girl that we're just doing experiments on and they're running out of time which that I'm glad that they're saying that and I'm I'm glad someone's finally saying too. that to Brenner specifically the fact that like she's traumatized from everything that you put her through because we see that Eleven I don't know if she knows it but she's experiencing it and everybody else knows it and I know Papa knows it but nobody's saying it to him. We stand Owens here. Yeah, he's definitely like standing up for Eleven and I love that. It, which, like, rightfully so, because Brenner just continues to be a dick. Like, he tells her that, like, I just feel like he, he gaslights her into this oh, whole situation. 100%. He's just out here, like, telling her that she's, like, regressing, which, and that obviously she's frightened by it and traumatized by all this. But I wonder why, bro. I wonder why. Yeah, like, why. what... What are we really needing from all of this? Like, obviously we need her powers back, but, like, there's something that they're hiding that we just don't really know at this point. After Eleven goes back into Nina, uh, going into that, that footage from the Faithful Day. Uh, faithful. Frightful? The scene from from the beginning of the season where she's going to go back into those memories. But back at the Wheeler house, Max, Lucas and Dustin are questioned by the police, Powell and Callahan, about what the heck they were doing at Lover's Lake. <laughs> and they are doing a very, very shitty job of covering it up. You'd think that they would have something in. You'd think that they'd have like something like a, a plan, right? If, if they were to ever get caught? Uh, like, I, yeah, I don't know why they don't have one. And also, I feel like everybody that isn't, adult, isn't, isn't an adult in the Stranger Things universe is a shitty liar. Like, Lucas lying to his, uh, his friends throughout this, uh, like, the, the jocks throughout this whole season. Bad oh, lies. All of these it, yeah. bad lies, yeah. And then 
uh, Erica sees right through all of this, and she's like, "You are a liar, liar, pants on fire." She just literally is like, "You realize they're lying straight to the parents." First of all, snitch, Erica. Can't believe you do that. <laughs> snitch, Erica. But at the same time, she knows something's wrong, and she's not involved with it. So, like, I would be, I would be wanting, I would be wanting to call them out too, especially if they're lying and like. They think something is bad, but it was just so fucking funny. She really said, the couch is on fire, you guys. The couch is on and fire. And the fire is consuming us. Like, <laughs> And a big argument uh, happens between the whole room, and Powell is like, okay, stop, stop. We are going to question one person, one at a time, and Max That's is the cop. first. That's the cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Max is first. Uh, then we're back in the Upside Down with Nancy, Steve, Robin, and Eddie. And they're going through the forest. Uh, and they regain back at Skull Rock. Uh, this is actually where, where Nancy suggests that it's they so much scarier uh, go get the, the guns down. from her house. Oh, yeah, because it's like a literal skull. It's like right there. You can't make out at this rock. No, it's actually horrifying. Um, and Nancy and Steve get this real sweet moment um, where Nancy is, like, uh, taking care of Steve's wo- wounds. And we f- we see a moment between them, which we knew has we, we knew has been coming. But there it is. Like, she's taking care of him. They get that look on each other. And then all of a sudden it is uh, taken away. From another scene uh, <laughs> of Eddie, um, who re- who notices like the the moments between them, and and as he's telling him that he's noticing these moments, he also tells Steve how much Dustin like really likes and uh, admires him, uh, and Steve's like, "What? Really? What? <laughs> Me?" <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Like, everybody loves him. Um, and specifically, Dustin has a really good relationship with both of these two guys. So, like, it makes sense that they're, like, out here. I feel like that's why Dustin tries a little too hard to be, like, quick and, uh, like, snarky. Because he's just he's trying, trying to be, to be like, like, the people he looks friends. up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of sh- creepy shit is happening in the Upside Down. It's scary. It's nasty. And now I guess there's earthquakes happening. Um... But we don't find out too much more about that before we are cut back to Russia, um, where we have Hop and uh, Mr. Dmitry Antonov uh, locked up after fighting. Right. They were fighting after like, where do we leave them? Where do we leave them last? I remember they were doing like a whole monologue about their death and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, we left them with, they were, like, having a feast, and then they fought. They talked about it being their last, uh, their, their last meal. And then Antonov and, uh, Hop got in a huge fight and were thrown into a cell together. Um, and we see a little bit of them having, like, a heart-to-heart about, like, just life, children being locked up, specifically the Demogorgon. Uh, and I'm pretty sure the last episode with left us realizing that Hop had a, um, lighter and some alcohol to set the Demogorgon on fire the next time they see it. 
as we hear the Demogorgon chittering away in its... <laughs> that's what the subtitles say. Demogorgon chitters. The Netflix subtitles are bonkers, y'all. You better the have them on. I fucking love you them. Better they, put them. Honestly, on. it's a part of the fucking experience. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and it can sometimes make it scarier. Like... Like when they're going like into like the environment, like an upside down, like the upside down, or like and everything's something like, like squelching. This. Yeah, it's just like a little thing, like in addition, because like you might have heard the chitter, but seeing the subtitles makes you realizing that makes you realize that the reader knows that it's the fucking demogorgon or something horrifying like that. I, but as we see the demogorgon chittering, uh, we see Joyce and Murray coming up. In, well, we see Murray coming up in his uh, his van, uh, impersonating. Yuri. And honestly, he looks like he's doing a great job at it. We don't see much of it before we cut back to the Nina project. Um, in It's in Nevada? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the in settings Nevada. in this season are all over the place. And we, we get Brenner um, just kind of examining Eleven. Um, if you look extra carefully at the very beginning of the shot, we see that Eleven is actually sitting in a, um, I think like this is like a two second, like three frame shot where it's like one frame of Eleven in the, in the, in the tank. And then another frame of like a, a tiny little screens showing down on her. And then a third frame of like, it zoomed into the screen and it is very little eleven. Oh yeah, I love seeing like the I like seeing the little little sprinkles of young CGI eleven that we get in here because uh, you know it's, sometimes it's not as good as I want it to be. Uh, but we're we're back into uh, Eleven's memories and we get this another like creepy ass shot of uh, Brenner bringing Eleven down the hallway. A lot of like handholding. It's so much weirder when she's fifteen too. Like it, like I I I honestly. This point in episode seven, the first time around, I did not realize she was watching her own memories. Uh, and I said, I think I said oh, that. Oh, I really I I at this point? Once, I think that I had realized, like, I, I think there's a part where we'll, we'll get into later where, like, it flashes in and out of her being, like, a little and her being, like, her current age. And that's when I realized. Oh, yeah, it does that a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, at first I did not have any idea what was going on. Um, but that's what he, we're here to do for you. Break it the fuck down. And that's not too much of a spoiler. It's literally just explaining to you what is going on. Uh, <laughs> and you'll get plenty of more spoilers later. Uh, and <laughs> in this sure. very next scene, uh, we see all of the kids lined up in this like scary dark tile room literally it's all the like experimented on children and they're all in like sweatsuits except for 11 who's in her smock which i think is very interesting note yeah, but there, but uh, Brenner is like, so we don't get. There's some mysterious injuries on this gal here. Um, who wants to fess up? <laughs> who the fuck did it? And he knows exactly right away because he he calls it because one is like maybe she fell. Oh, two is like maybe she fell. The bullies are not hiding it. Like we left up last episode, or I believe yeah, it was last episode where Eleven got bullied and now like he's exposing them, but. We're not exposing them. He's just trying to f figure out who the fuck bullied his kid because he's extra protective over Eleven for some reason. Wonder why. But her bullies are, like, being so inconspicuous, too. Straight up, they're being like, oh, yeah, she's clumsy. She's stupid. She fell. And then the one who isn't, the ones who aren't 
talking and saying that are like snickering and laughing like you'd think you'd be more secretive like with papa around that motherfucker he's horrifying yeah, no, all these kids are too snarky, and they honestly kind of get what's coming to them. Uh, I mean, like, obviously we shouldn't be torturing kids, but... But uh, if we were going to... <laughs> but if we were going... <laughs> but if we were going to, number two has a shot collar on him, and he gets, he gets, he gets, all, he gets zapped uh, for being kind of a dickhead. <laughs> Which honestly isn't okay, and, like, watching it was very... It was rough. I can't... Oh, yeah, like, no, it was rough. It was hard, especially the first time. It was jarring to watch him be shot collared. Like, he fell straight on the ground and, like, just did a... The kid who played, too, did a really great job, specifically, in this scene. Uh, a scary. Very scary. Yeah, and it's it's especially scary because it's it's Brenner and he it's he's Papa so and he's torturing more of these kids and that makes it like not cool. You you do feel a little bit for two, uh, but you know it happens. And then we're back in the upside down. <laughs> we're having this little moment with Steve and with Steve and Eddie, uh, and you know Eddie's is like getting to know Steve a little bit more, and he's like, you know, I, I can't believe that the the guy that like was a dick to me in high school is actually just this. Not only cool is he dude. cool, we just we just fought demo bats together, and he just bit the head off of one. How fucking metal! And uh, yeah, <laughs> or ripped the head off of one. I don't think he bit the head. He talks about he compares it to. Uh, he compares it to Ozzy Osbourne. He said, like, that's very Ozzy of you. And Steve's like, who? Which is hilarious because it's 1986. Uh, but it, it was just funny. It's just like, like, Henderson told me you were a badass. Like, even the, like, and then they both have that connection of their relationship with Dustin. And I think that is so cute. Like, they had this little, not only heart to heart, like this. They're literally dads. Yeah, they're literally dads. They're literally dads <laughs> together. True, that's definitely true. Uh, but I think that was—I think it was a really cute moment between them to see their friendship, specifically just because, like, you know that even though like everything we know about Steve now, like originally, like he was like a cool guy and like a mean guy at that. But I guess people think that about Eddie too. Not that he's a cool guy, but a mean guy, just because his Yeah, demeanor. that's probably something they can really, like, relate on. Um, just, like, you know, people's views of them at first are definitely not not who they are and who they have, have become after all these fucking moments here. Uh, but Nancy sees uh, the shit in the distance, and they go. But not before. Not only another earthquake, but... Eddie also mentioning how Nancy jumped right in after him and is like clearly in love. Um, oh, T, yeah. He, yeah, he's picking up on the details. Exactly, exactly. But yes, Miss Nance, uh, she saw the red lightning, and that is never a good fucking sign uh, in the upside down. Next scene, we see Dustin on the toilet trying to contact the ones that are on in the, the upside toilet. down, but they have, <laughs> yeah, he's literally in the bathroom. Uh, but he's like not able to get a hold of anyone, and he's like, what the fuck is up? Uh, so he goes to talk with Lucas in the kitchen, and they're like, nothing is, I'm getting nothing. Is the, like, did they go through Watergate? And he's like really stretching, he's stretching Watergate real hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, they know he knows uh, th that bar is kind of interesting to me because like he knows that they went out there. So like, I mean, obviously they got yeeted away by the police before um, before they were able to like find out what happened to them. But like, I feel like they would assume that they're going to go in. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, that was the reason why they left the kids behind is because they were going to go in. True. I mean, but at this point, he doesn't know where they are. Like, they, they could have come back through the portal, but, like, he has no idea. Uh, but as we're talking about this, Erica listens in because she's like, the law, what is this, gun smoke? And uh, the boys are forced to fill her in, much to Lucas's dismay. Finally, because, like, Erica deserves this. Erica deserves to be a part of the fucking team. Like, She really does. Finally. She's pulled her fucking weight. You know, she knows how to, she knows how to roll a crit hit, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) But at the same time, like, she has, she's got some, like, important, she doesn't have knowledge yet, but I know, but we know that when Erica's coming in, it's going to make things interesting. But throughout them, like, filling filling her in, they're also just kind of, like, connecting the details they know to each other and just kind of, like, realizing what, who Vecna is, what he can do, like, his powers, the, the fact that, like, he can, like, rip a hole in the fabric of space and time, he can open fucking gates, he can make these psychic connection with his victims and stuff like that, like, they're all, it's all coming together at one point which i enjoy i i really love how they use dustin as a uh like the a, one who just like figures shit out figures, all the time literally he's like <laughs> yeah he's like he's because he, he's figure at this point uh as, as they're filling uh as they're filling erica in they're figuring out that like like how another gate came into existence because you have the mother gate that L opened up. You have another one that the commies opened up and then you're, you have uh, this other one that just suddenly opened up as well. And they are like, Oh, Uh, Dustin's like, Oh, Vecna is killing these people uh, to make a gateway into our world. And Dustin even says that, too. He's like, why? And Lucas and Erica are like, why the fuck would he want to do that? And Dustin is like, I don't know, to take over the fucking world? Interesting. Mm -hmm. And he mentions the Mind Flayer again. And he mentions the Mind Flayer. He's like, if the Demogorgon is the Mind Flayer's uh, foot soldier, soldier, then Vecna is his five-star general. And that is, like, everything. And... Then it pans out to lights flashing in the distance. Interesting. Interesting. It's all coming together. I just got goosebumps as we said that. I don't know why. Something I about know. The- I, I, I love like finding out the hierarchy of all of these creatures that are in the upside down because it's 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 one of the biggest mysteries of the show. It's like, exactly. what the fuck is the mind flare? What does it want? How? What is its connection to Vecna? And what like, is its connection it, like, to like the demo, the upside down and the demogorgon? Yeah, the upside down itself. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh. like there's like the the facts that like there was the demodogs and the demogorgons to get to begin with makes it crazy and like just. The uh, it's wild. <sighs> and crazy. speaking of the upside down, we are back there <laughs> as uh, Nancy comes into her own home, covered and by all the squelching little vines that are the upside down, and all these particles that are in the air. <laughs> and the upside down is horrifying, y'all. Like it's nasty. Always, nasty, always real nasty. fucking gross. Um, as they're making their way up to Nancy's room, uh. D- uh, Steve hears the kids in the distance, and he's like, what the fuck? Uh, and Nancy goes into her room and looks for the guns, only to find heels. Not guns. And not guns. She looks around her room, and she realizes that a lot of the things in her room are not 
um, they're they're they're, not, old. they're old. They're old. They're not like the things that are in her room now. Like this is not her. This is her room from years ago. In mm-hmm. fact, it is her room from the day Will went missing. Uh, November sixth, nineteen eighty something, three mm-hmm. four. Technically, they are in the past. So that's I, I, f- I forget about that until like just now. <laughs> yeah, but this is like the first time this has been revealed to us uh, because at, at this point in time, we're just assuming that the Upside Down is uh, a direct reflection of our world, except with all these squelchy vines. That's what I thought it was thing. up until this yeah. point. At, fir- at first, I just thought it was like our world, but like a little bit like more dead just because like things are like desolate and like it's always empty and like specifically like they wouldn't be able to get I don't think they'd be able to get like a car in the upside down like because I don't think it would work or it'd be out of gas or something like that but right it being in the past really it just adds a different level to it like why is what I want to know literally why (laughs) we don't have a lot of time to ponder that question because Steve is downstairs yelling for Dustin. And he's like, I know I can hear that 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 little dweeb. And he's yelling around, Dustin, can you hear me? And then we flip back to the flip back to the right side up. Also in the Wheeler home. Also in the Wheeler Wheeler home. Uh, and Dustin is still talking to Lucas and to Erica. And uh, Steve is like, there well, there the has to be a way. Where like Will was able to talk to Nancy. Will was able to like talk to Joyce through the lights, and like mm-hmm. she could like, I, she, I think she thought she could hear him at first or something. Like I, I remember that being a thing. She could hear him through the phone and stuff, uh, but it, it, and there were a couple of times. There were a couple of times when Will, like, when they broke through the barrier a little bit, uh, but there wasn't a time where where Joyce just heard his disembodied voice that it wasn't over that wasn't over the phone. Uh, but but Nancy does bring up that Will was able to communicate through the lights, and she like tries to go around turning anything on, but everything is off, and all of a sudden she sees this little like glowiness over the chandelier. She sees the the lights with have this little faint glow around them, and she sticks their hand she sticks her hand in it, and then you can see in the right side up this uh this is making the lights in in our world like flash, uh and so and they mentioned that it feels kind of good, and it's like does anybody know Morse code? And Eddie's like no, but like I know SOS is that Morse code is that good? And it's like exactly yes, what they need. That's ex- literally exactly what they need. Um, and I think it's hilarious that out of everybody who went down, nobody knows Morse code. Like of course these dummies don't. Uh, and it's hilarious that S- that Eddie would only know SOS. Oh, he's a he's he's a he's a a DM. Of exactly. course, it makes sense. It would it it makes sense that. that would be the only thing that he would know um and he does it and as he does it the kids are thinking that it's vecna uh erica's like uh you know how vecna communicated through the lights uh look at the lights but dustin notices right away he says that's not just lights that's morse code exactly and he turns to them and says you know how i didn't think they'd be dumb enough to go through the water gate I was wrong. I overestimated them. <laughs> Literally. Exactly. Uh. Um, and he's did. he did. They were they were under there. Um, but we don't get to find out more until we are cut back to uh the prison. Russia. Russia. 
We we are in Russia. And then uh, Murray is like practicing how he's gonna <laughs> how he's gonna knock this guard out uh, and trying to like stay in character. Uh, and you know we're getting these little comedic moments between uh, Murray and Joyce before the guards walk in. And uh, Murray's got to put up this this facade. He's got he's got to play the part. And of he's oh, he's trying to trade. He's tr- what is he exactly trying to do? He's trying to trade them for money, correct? Specifically, let, yeah. let them loose inside the prison because their plan is to get Hop out. Um, I don't know what they think is going to happen to Yuri after they unveil his fucking mouth, but I guess he's a prisoner, so he could say any crazy shit to get loose. So I'm sure they would have believed true. him. As uh, Murray is really trying to sell up this this whole Yuri thing, uh, he's he's just like uh, talking about all these ways that these prisoners could be tortured, and the head guard and the head guard is like, "Huh? I heard I heard Yuri it, it was was real crazy. You <laughs> definitely are insane. You, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then he leads them out." of the room they're in. They don't make it far before they enter a pit where there is a bunch of prisoners. One of them being James Hopper. James? Jim's himself. Jim himself. Yeah, James. What do you think? Is his name fucking James? What do you think Jim is short for? <laughs> Jimothy? No, it's James. It's definitely gotta be James. I'm assuming. <laughs> It would be weird if it isn't. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> it would. I feel James like, Hopper. Yeah. That just feels weird. I, I guess it. It does sound weird, but that's definitely his name. I. I mean, I believe it. I believe it. Well, James Hopper and the rest of those special prisoners James. who were just given this big ass, <laughs> big ass feast, uh, are all kneeling and being told the rules of this little game that they're about to play. Uh, they're like, nobody move until this thing open until we sound the buzzer. Y'all get like twenty seconds to go grab your weapons, and this then it's gonna hit the This is a scary fucking game, you guys. Yeah, this is this is some uh, Squid Games level shit. Like this is. Hopefully. I haven't. Se- I didn't see Squid Games. Honestly, I don't. I honestly, oh, really? It, I should have watched it. It's traumatic to get through. It's traumatic to get through. I get it. I get anyway, it. this is not a Squid Games podcast. It's a Stranger Things podcast. <laughs> and we are suddenly back Welcome in the back, rainbow squids. room. We're Welcome back, you. squids. We're here first. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. The squids before they play the game. I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> Please tweet it. Please fucking tweet it. <laughs> well, <laughs> we see uh, Eleven back in the Rainbow Room, and she is, like, kind of being targeted by everyone in there. And uh, the orderly notices that she is a little stressed, so he's like, you want to do something a little more challenging? So invites her to a game of chess. And while they're playing chess, uh, they have a little bit of a... It's not a heart to heart. Straight up, he lets he lets Eleven know that the others, the others are, are going to kill her. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. pissed that that she snitched, even though she didn't. They don't know that. Um, <gasps> Wait, if she snitched, but like her her not saying anything was snitching. She did the same thing to Angela. <gasps> Parallels. We got foreshadowing. That's probably why she's so traumatized by it, and oh then my traumatized God. by Mike being like, "What did you do?" Like. Come uh, on. But the orderly is telling Eleven that this was all a well-constructed plan by Papa. Uh, getting too all riled up. Uh, him just, like, lying because, uh, truthfully, 
Brenner is scared by Eleven. Uh, he can't control Eleven as easily, and all Papa wants is control. Does that control. feel like cap to you? Because, like, even though I do believe he wants control, like, do you think Eleven is scared of this fucking... Do you think Papa's scared of this five-year-old? Like, and I think them trying to kill, them wanting to kill this five-year-old, this eight-year-old seems crazy also. Like, like, what is this? I I don't think it's cap just because okay. I that's not cap to me because <laughs> at this point in time Sorry. Brenner has Brenner has ten plus kids that he's looking after and eleven just another number but it's it's a rogue number uh, a rogue number that he ne- can't necessarily control yeah you're right yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah you're right and that's literally exactly what the orderly says and the orderly also also gives her a little key card and tells her to meet her in a certain place at a certain time we are then back in the wheeler's home in the right side up and uh, Lucas steals Holly's little bright light for what wh- what we wonder we don't know but Erica gives us some candy and some compensation Holly literally fucking knows bro holly knows she knows more than she lets on i 100 percent. i can't wait give her a full arc in the next season yeah Yeah. (laughs) i hope so time jump Um, yeah and we jump over to nancy's room i think yeah yeah they're they're up in nancy's room they are uh they put a whole bunch of lights on the bright light and set it up the light light bright and they set it up for them in uh to play with in the upside down that uh glowy stuff that was around the chandelier is now in a random spot where this thing is and they're able to write in the air and have that show up on the bright light in on the other side of the upside down which i think is really in the right side up which is in the right side up exactly and i thought is really cool and they're able to just like communicate through her writing on it so like they just the first they say hi uh and then they try to communicate the fact that they are stuck stew stew stupid stuck stuck Um, stuck and the fact (laughs) that the gate that they came through watergate is guarded by something and uh, luckily dustin and the the crew on the upside right side up are able to speak to the crew in the upside down like it's i think it's really cool that they can hear them um and that like i just feel like that that like helps the communication move along a little bit and it would be very difficult if they weren't able to hear him and none of this would be happening and this is giving a lot of insight into season one as to how uh as to how joyce and will would communicate uh because we're basically getting that just like you know but now we're seeing both sides of it yeah both both sides of it and it's also less sad and depressing but still the stakes are high i agree the next place they're trying to go is I'm pr- I'm not I they're trying to meet um I don't know what it is they're trying they 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 leave the Wheeler's home to go save to go um save them I don't know where they meet up um because but Robin does bring up that they have always had bikes so wherever they're going it's in biking distance but we don't find out before we are cut back to um eleven uh filling in herself with some memories from the rainbow room and by filling in herself in filling herself in with those memories i mean her being forced by papa and owens in in the nina project tank to consume those memories all at once right 
Right, but be- before we get that, I wanna, I just wanna um, call out this this shot that we get because as uh, both the Scooby Doo crews in the Upside Down and in the Right Side Up are escaping from the Wheelers' home, we get this beautiful, like really cool shot of all of the four of them on the bikes from the Wheelers' home. Four bikes on either side, uh, and then we get like this cool Upside Down shot in the street, uh, and we also it's like a little callback to season one as well when they were on the bikes. It's just it's a it's a nostalgic and rewarding shot, which is really cool. And I, I like the I like the way Stranger Things this season does its callbacks because it feels less fan servicey than other seasons. I agree. And and before we even get to that, like the the shot of Eleven consuming those memories from the Rainbow Room, we see a demo bat screeching as the the gang is uh, as the gang is biking away and then Vecna turning around immediately wherever he is um, again calling back to the hive mind hive mind yeah he fucking knows and you know the next scene uh when we are seeing 11 uh it is the shot from the very first episode uh and notice i the kid drawing in the notice the kid drawing on the left i fucking i uh watching the first episode again after watching this it's like oh shit it's like oh shit uh, so we're seeing everything play out again, but from more uh, of Eleven's perspective, you know, Brenner going over to talk to Ten, uh, Ten going to get tested, uh, and all in the works. And directly after that, Eleven trying to escape, uh, straight up escape this the laboratory, which is which was her and um, the orderly. Sp- Plan the the he even said that I don't we, we didn't mention that but he said like this place is hell let me get you out of here meet me here um, yeah and now eleven is on her way yeah she says she's sick she's feeling dizzy uh, and then as one of the other orderlies orderlies is leading her to the nurse she escapes she goes down into the boiler room to meet the orderly uh it is dark down there it is real creepy uh it feels like nightmare on elm street uh and then we run into the orderly and he's like we got to keep quiet we got to keep quiet but i'm gonna show i'm gonna show you the way i'm gonna show you where we need to go and he opens up this grate and this and this is the way for the escape uh but you know it's really small yeah it's terrifying it's like so fucking tiny but too small and uh L's going to well, be the only one that's going to be able to make it yeah. out. Yeah, too small for him. But but it, it, but now we're getting another callback to season one because when she escaped from the lab way back then, or like I guess in the future, if you're looking at it from this standpoint in time, that's how she knew where to get out. Exactly, because this is... I'm, I'm glad that they mentioned that too because like she was nasty when they found her too. And it had to have been from like trekking through all of that. Um, and... The size of the the size of the hole is not wasn't the only problem. The orderly is being tracked by Papa and everybody else at Hawkins Laboratory by a um by like a little thing in his neck, literally a tracker. And it seems like Eleven really wants to take him with her. Uh, so she's like, "What if I can take it out?" Um, which honestly sounds horrifying because uh, we've seen Eleven take we we've seen Eleven like take stuff out of her of her body with her mind before and it was it has been disgusting. 
So I'm not looking forward to seeing that at this point. <laughs> it's very interesting to see uh, things that Eleven, well, we've already seen Eleven do in these flashbacks because it just shows that she has done them before. Like yeah. this, is, this is where she fucking learned it was was in the in the before days before all the fucking trauma. It, literally, this the trauma is what made her know how to do all this stuff. Exactly. <laughs> So we go from the trauma into some more trauma in Russia and everybody in the pit is they're They're ready for battle. The alarm sounds and they grab their weapons and every and Antonov's like, everyone hold your ground. We get the doors slowly opening. We get darkness. We see nothing. We hear a roar. We see Hopper drench a, a spear in some of the alcohol that he stole uh, and they're getting prepared for battle. And all of a sudden, something real fucking nasty comes out. Guttural snarling. You get guttural snarling and you get Joyce getting a concerned look on, his, uh, on her face because she's noticing the guards uh, catching on to what Hopper's doing and uh, Murray takes out his gun and literally holds one of the guards at gunpoint. He's like, you gotta let those bitches out. And he's like, uh, I can't do that. If I do that, like, I'll be shot tomorrow. Like, th- that nasty-ass monster. This, which is the Demogorgon, will kill everybody. This Demogorgon, however, it must be noted, is very different than the Demogorgon we've seen before. This oh, is yeah. the most powerful Demogorgon we've seen in Stranger Things. 100%. He is, like, a little bit taller. I mean, he's definitely, like, just as humano- humanoid, but he's larger. He's stronger. He's quite literally jumping off the walls. He's slimier. He's squelchlier. He is slimier, exactly, yeah. I mean, uh, Demogorgons have always been really fucking aggressive, but this one is uh, is out for buckets of blood. Well, it's been locked up. Like it's oh yeah, it's been locked up. It's it's basically like a it's a lion in a cage at this point that's being poked and prodded, and then given live food every now and again. Oh, and it's not even live. Like yes, it's live food, but they're also trying to kill it too. You know, it's not like he's like it's not like he's hunting his prey. Like they're fighting for their lives. Uh, and then I mean, it's he's not really a fair being, fight. No, definitely not. But at the same, I mean, like, not that I'm like. I, I want to be like, let this Demogorgon free or anything, but like they're, they're keeping it in a box. I would be upset if I were the Demogorgon too, you know, like T. all while Murray is holding like the main dude at a gunpoint, trying to get them to open the door. Was this their plan all along? The fucking guns? I, like, it the, the it might right have there. been. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure what their plan was. No. I mean, at that point, like, at that point, you you got to start improvising. Literally a blazing. Yeah. Uh, hop, another note, Hopper is really, like, at, at first, Hopper's really struggling to get this spear lit. Uh, but, you know, it's just adding to the tension, uh, as we see Murray and Joyce hold up the surveillance room, and they got, they got their guns up, and they're like, y- y'all gotta fucking close this shit or we're gonna beat you up and they don't close it and they beat him up murray's like my my fingers are like spears my you <laughs> know my, my my fingers are daggers my arms iron my feet like spears i don't know he's using his black belt uh, he, he doesn't say any of those things. He literally he just uses but his black belt skills to beat that's their That's the ass. energy, you know? Um, that's, the, that's the vibe. <laughs> and 
all while Joyce and Hopper try to open up the gate so Hopper Joyce? can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they are, they are do, doing this, trying to do the same thing. Yeah, so Hopper can get free. Uh, or more just like keeping everybody in check so they can do those things. <laughs> and then Joyce starts pressing all the buttons randomly. And Murray's like, you, you, yeah, horrible idea. And Murray's just like, you can't press all those buttons like that. Like he wasn't the, the bitch that brought down their plane by pressing all the random fucking buttons. But at <laughs> least this time, Joyce finds the right button. She finds the right button. Well, she presses literally every single button. I knew I was having deja vu when I said that, too. And I was like, you shouldn't do that. Like, it just seems like a horrible idea. But finally, she does. And they are able to get they are able to get in this little room away from the Demogorgon until the Demogorgon starts opening up the doors that are closing behind them. Um, And it's not looking good at this moment. (laughs) It is not. Hopper takes the spear, and as the fire goes out, he takes one last shot and throws the spear directly into the Demogorgon's Demogussy. Literally straight in the middle of its mouth flower hole, uh, and it is taken aback, and the gates close. Um, And then behind him, another gate opens, uh, but but not before Dimitri says, out of one prison into another Mm-hmm. They're ready for battle too. They like bring up their fists, but then the door opens. They're expecting to see guards, you know. They're not. They weren't supposed to beat that animal, but they don't see guards. They see they see Joyce and Murray, and the look Murray and Murray and Hopper give each other, Joyce and Hopper give each other is just so oh so sad. It's so like, sweet. It's like finally, it's they finally get it. They finally get the get to be reunited, uh, and we get a really just like warm moment of silence and like we calm. Also get, like, a really sad look on Hopper's face too, like him realizing that like she's here now and now she's in this. Like that's what I got from this. It's sad, but it's happy. But at the same time, like like he's realizing like the 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 depth of the situation. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and now everyone's here uh, and everyone is still in the upside down. We have half our Scooby-Doo crew making their way over to the trailer Eddie, park Robin, to Nancy, get to Eddie's and Steve. That's where they're going to the trailer park. Mm, yeah. Cause, cause while we were getting the light, the light bright updates, uh, or bright light, bright light updates, uh, Dustin was trying to tell the ones that were in the Upside Down that Vecna is using the victims to open up gates. And Eddie's like, wait a minute, there was a victim at my house. Let's go to my house. And so then they're there. Obviously, there's a gate and it gets splooshed open. And on the other side, Dustin and Erica and Max. And straight up, it's the upside down. Like, it's a hole, and on one, it looks like it's, like, a your your upstairs upstairs neighbors, but it's not your upstairs neighbors. It's an alternate dimension. But it's upside down, quite literally. This is a really, really, I I think it's crazy that they just opened up this hole, because now shit can just, now shit can just go through there. Like, imagine, now Vecna can straight up walk through that hole into the, into the regular universe. I mean, I'm pretty sure Vecna would have been able to, like, break open that hole anyway. Oh, yeah, he he has that power. But, like... But, I mean, like, if they have the power to open it up with a stick, I'm pretty sure Vecna can just, like, take his his one of his gangly little, little fingers and just go Ew, slice. He's long ass. Why is, like, one finger longer than the other? That's I have just so many questions, and that's one of them. 
I don't know. Maybe we'll find out here in the next 30 minutes in the episode. Because next, we are back in Nevada, in in Nevada, in Elle's subconscious that's in Nina in her memories. I think this is actually in, in okay, in Nevada, in her subconscious, in her memories, in Hawkins' laboratory. In Hawkins, yeah. In Hawkins we, we cut yeah, to Hawkins', right. Hawkins laboratory, but in reality, Elle is in nevada that's so confusing i'm so sorry you guys i know uh, <laughs> um but we see 11 um taking out the taking out the tracking device of the orderly's neck with her powers straight up putting her hand out and yank yeeting it out of his neck and it comes out you know because she's got telekinesis he picks it up and he <laughs> says who knew something so small could cause so much trouble and it was in this moment honestly it was a little bit before it was when i when i first saw that the there was like a little tracker device in him and i was like that's probably like some kind of inhibitor too and like in oh, this definitely. moment i'm like so something fucking is up something is definitely up because he's a little too excited about this uh, but then he says thank you to l uh and all of a sudden the guards come in that the, there they are and so they, they start, start <laughs> she running. pulled that out too late they tracked him already uh down to the basement um, and they run right on up through another uh, through another entrance up to the hallway of Hawkins Laboratory, but not before they are stopped um, by different guards on either ends of them. Eleven doesn't have to be the one to like protect. Eleven doesn't have to be the one to hurt hurt them because the orderly has powers too. Yeah, the orderly has powers. The orderly or uh, the guards ask them to go up against the wall, and he's like, "No!" And then all of a sudden, he pushes everybody back with his with his his hand. Eleven and the, style. Uh, the guards go fly. Yeah, eleven style. Uh, the guards go flying until there's one left begging for his life, and he he kills him, which is one one, one prink snap of, his neck, of the neck, which we've seen we've eleven seen eleven do style. I wonder where she learned how style. to do those things. Interesting. And then he takes her into a closet, and she's like, how? How is all this possible? And he says, you know, we're alike, you and I. And he shows her his tattoo. Zero, zero, one. All along, this orderly has been one. One. The one that, like, he's been talking to her about. The one who's been, like, specifically so powerful. Specifically the one who's, like, a myth. Like, this one. And it wasn't until, like, it wasn't until the inhibitor where I was like, oh, like, maybe this guy could be one. Like, I believed I believed him when he was like, I worked with one in this very room. I, I know you two I, were alive. When he said that, I knew he was one. Uh, I think I was like, this dude is for sure one. You figured that out right away, but you didn't figure out the that memories? we were in 11's memories yeah, until this I episode? Know. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's one. He tells he tells Eleven to wait there, uh, and he runs off into the laboratory. Then we're back at the two gates at Eddie's house, the Chrissy Gates. We're at the Chrissy Gates, uh, and Dustin is tying together all of these sheets, and he tosses it through the portal. R- r- rest in peace, Chrissy. Tosses it through the portal, uh, and it's physics, portal physics. It it just stays there. It floats. And they use the rope to climb up. Literally just like, you know, the rope in gym. You climb up it, except in, instead of a bell being at the, top, at the top and nothing else, there's 
an alternate, alternate dimension. dimension. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And a, and a fun little ride because Robin goes through first. She's climbing up and then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, she's falling because it's the upside down. And she's like, oh my God, that was kind of fun. Yeah. That was kind of cute, kind of quirky. I, I'm glad that they like did it like that. I thought it was really cute. And like, I'm glad that I, I, it was just like a very good note on gravity and like... And physics. and physics and stuff like that, <laughs> and everybody goes through, um, and then Nancy goes up the goes up the rope. Yep, everything's going a okay. She climbs up into the right side up, about to fall into the right side up, but instead falls into a void. Yes, she's falling down deep into darkness, and at first I'm like, "What the fuck?" And then all of a sudden, she ends up in a pool, and not just any pool. The same pool where her friend Barbara was taken in season one. by the Demogorgon. She Vecna ha, it has taken her. She is in a trance, and Steve is like is like Nancy, Nancy. He doesn't say this, but he's like Nancy, wake up, Nancy, wake I don't up. Like this. I don't like this, Nancy. That's a Nancy, that, wake up. That, that, that's a Eddie, I don't Eddie like this. Exactly, um, and yeah, Nancy gets Vecna, but we don't find out much before we are cut back to Eleven in that room where One left her. No, we know there's there's quite a bit more actually. Oh. <laughs> so uh, as really? as we see, yeah, 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 as we see Nancy in this pool, she gets to see her the decrepit body of. Of Barb, she gets to see Barb, like she's never seen Barb's body before. She's never seen her dead, and I'm pretty sure Vecna is showing her visions of how she died, and actually showing her her body in this pool. Uh, And I think that's fucking that's that's scary. That's spooky. Because earlier in the season we see her remembering her death, but obviously she never saw how she died. But now Vecna is like truly showing her how she died. What happened exactly? Okay, yeah, you're right. Because at this point we just know she went missing, or that's that's what she thinks. Even though she knows it was something from the upside down. It was the Demogorgon. She knows it was the Demogorgon. She didn't realize that it was this, and she had no idea it was Vecna. And Vecna even says, "When I take somebody, I never forget." Uh, it was like Nancy, and he doing the scary voice. He, Vecna calling your name, horrifying. No, I do not want that. Yeah, uh, and I do not want what's coming for Eleven because then we're back in 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 Hawkins Laboratory in Nina in her mind in Nevada, <laughs> and she's going through the lab and she's seeing everybody fucking dead, she, all the bodies, the, the same flashes that we got in episode one. She sees Brenner on the ground with ten next so to him. So she didn't kill these people, y'all. It wasn't. She did fucking not kill these her. people. This it whole wasn't time, her. She thought it was her. We thought it was her. It wasn't her. Mm-mm. She makes her way through these bloody hallways into the rainbow room where she sees one absolutely massacring the last body, which is none other than two. Uh, her biggest bully. And along with all the rest of her bullies massacred around the room. And this is this is a rough death. One is beating his ass. Yeah, one one has him up against the wall, his hand outstretched and like fucking curled and creepy, and you see two's eyes just fully bloody, fully popping out of his, almost popping out of his face. Uh, where have we seen that before? Yeah, it looks real familiar. Uh, it looks real familiar. And then we see 
one, go up to 11 because he's like, I told you to wait. And then we get a shot that uh, in the mirror uh, of young CGI 11 and one uh, as one is talking to her. And he's like, after everything they did to you, why are you crying for them? You know? And like that makes it all just like so much scarier. Like the fact that like just just the fact that he's trying to like fucking team up and do this all for this little five year old. It's just so weird. Like make it makes it so, so terrifying. Um, mm-hmm. And we are and it makes it even it, well, it makes it even more terrifying when he's like, you know, we relate to each other. Like, we we are alone and weird in this world. And then we see Nancy crawling up from the pool that is now filling with blood. And all of a sudden, she is in in Vecna's mind lair. Uh, in 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 the uh, where the clock is flying, uh, the Creel house is all all beat up. And he's like, you are so close to the truth. You're so close to the truth. He he asks her, "How was dumb blind Victor? Did he miss me?" Um, and after he says that, like it 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 cuts to Nancy walking into the Creel house, um, and she walks into the Creel house, and we like see the same shot as we have seen a few different times of them, like specifically the family moving into the house for the first time and seeing it, but this time it pans down to uh. Henry Creel, Victor Creel's son. Um, and we get a voiceover of one speaking again. He talks about one talks about his family and how they moved to Hawkins to get a fresh change of scenery. Uh, they are wanting the world to be different uh, in the place that they moved to. But one is like, why would they? And then we get flashes of Henry as one is describing what's happening. He describes himself... And Nancy following him around in the Creel house, which I think is very interesting. Her in his memory. Mm-hmm. And we see him uh, finding a grate full of black widow spiders. Interesting. Interesting. Much like the grate that Steve had found a couple episodes ago. Uh, and he's he says this, like, kinship. He founds a kinship in, the, in these spiders because they are understood. They are creepy. They are dark. Uh, and he mentioned them. He mentions them as gods of the world. I think that's so scary and nasty. Calling and like, <clears throat> and then he even like goes to say how like, like how humans are like uh, horrible and just like they're a pest, a pet, a unique type of pest, exactly, and like poisoning our world, multiplying, and just like rant, just like just so funny that he would look at it that way. Yeah, he's, I think he sees himself as the spider and then as Very humanity much. as all these flies that he can just trap in his web and kill. And he talks about how he can see right through all of this 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 uh, scam that is life. That's like work, wake up, sleep, eat, repeat, die. Period. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And all uh, fuck, fucking period. And uh, as as he's telling uh, Eleven this, we see Henry looking at this clock, uh, the clock that that all the victims have been seeing. And we find out it's here that he learns to tap into his powers because he starts doing weird shit with the clock. First, he starts to just make the clock move. Then he starts to kill animals. Um, then he starts to make things go a little bit further. And somehow that translates into showing his family all the sins of their past. 
he has he had a very um stark upward trajectory with his powers. Mm-hmm. Definitely. He started with telekinesis, straight into death, and then into um, mind manipulation. Murder. Which, and oh my goodness, th- this power, this this power, him having this power, makes makes a lot of, puts into perspective uh, Eight's power, Callie's power. Mm-hmm. Because we see we see one and everybody else having the power uh, of all this telekinesis, of being able to, go, uh, some of them being able to go into this void, like Eleven and One. Uh, and, but then we didn't see a lot of, like, Callie's powers, but we do see it in One. One has the power to make see, people see things that they can't, that aren't there. Exactly. Yeah. And not only is he making people see things that aren't there, he's like making them tap into their memories and he can see them and know them. So that's just like its own thing in itself. So like, yeah, that that is like super unknown to what his powers are even are. I didn't even think about that until now. Uh, so that's a very fantastic note that you know that. Um, and it's just like the flashbacks of him like killing his mom or of spe- spe- specifically of his mom dying. And then the flashback of to him moving his eyes and his nose bleeding and seeing it. But he also mentions, um, you know, b- b- before he kills his mom, he actually mentions that his mom had got a doctor, uh, tried to get a doctor to like get him to take him in and to fix him. Uh, and that's when he decides that he needs his mom needs to go. He's like, I mean, he get clearly needed some fixing. I have yeah. to say <laughs> she didn't like that. He was killing animals. I wouldn't either. I would take him to the psych too, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, then we then we get a little bit more context, uh, you know, into uh, the coma that Henry goes in. Because uh, apparently, you know, killing all these people and going into all these minds as, as a young child obviously took a whole lot out of him. So he passes out and goes into that coma. And then, of course, his dad gets arrested uh, and... Uh, just as he had planned this (laughs) yeah for all this just as he had planned but then uh when he wakes up from his coma he finds that the doctor that his mom had sent after him was none other than dr brenner and he takes him in interesting interesting so the mom really knew about the powers or Or knew about something 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 and the kgb overheard it and sent brenner so what happened oh (laughs) Oh, because you know the people who are listening in on the phones at all times like if you say something on the phone then it is not like not the kgb i don't know what they are the illuminati police uh like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. illuminati police you know there's a there's a lot of a lot of one to keep track of in this in this show you know (laughs) A cab, including upside down and Illuminati police. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but then, uh, you know, at, as uh, Elle is looking around the room and seeing all these bodies, one is like, well, "You don't have to be sad for them. They're in me now. They're not. They're, they're not gone. Here. They're in here." Which is an interesting note. I wonder what that means. Are they actually dead? You think he could bring them back to life? Probably not. No, those bodies are gone. Those bodies are bodied. Those bodies are, they're crickled and crackled. But, you know, when he's taken other lives in this season, you see, you hear him mention, like, I want you to become, like, a part of this. I want to take you away. And I think he's, that is in reference to him absorbing all of these people, uh, absorbing their memories and everything. Fucking meat suit, like last season. (sighs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meat blob. The meat blob was his, was Vecna's other form. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Eleven says, uh, you know, you tricked me. And he's like, tricked you? I, y- you're a prisoner. Like, I saved you. Like, we are the same. 
Yeah, and she and he really goes to like continue to just like do some papa ass manipulation and just like if you oh if you, my god yeah right is it not that like it it's is like it if is, you come is. with me like we could like reshape the world however we want you could be free like we could do this together and that and then thinking about the fact that she's five eight years old like that makes it so much weirder um and eleven hates that shit she does not like it um and she yeets him across the room with her powers she's real she is she's so calm about it too because she's he's like come with me and she says no boom shoves him back her nose starts bleeding it's iconic one gets up and he is fucking this is a really intense scene because like throughout all of right before this we just realized that he is not only henry creel but he's also vecna and then five minutes ago we found out he's one too so this is like it's all coming together there's only there's only like nine minutes left of the episode um and now they're fighting Yep, they got their hands outstretched, bitch. They they are mind battling it the fuck out. Uh, Eleven, you know, she gets being pu- she she's pushed back a little bit, but then she remembers what one taught her, uh, or what Henry taught her about one. He had found his strength in a memory from the past, something that made him sad but also angry. So she looks back into her getting bullied. She looks back into seeing her mom being taken away. She looks back into seeing all of these kids and it's still just not enough. And she gets fucking thrown about the room. It's bad. She gets thrown about the whole room. She gets like... She she lifts she's, him up she's into the air. She's literally mopping up all the blood. She's, mo- she's mopping up all the blood that's on the floor. Literally, she, he... Uh, like lifts her up into the air and like twists her around and her eyes almost start bleeding. No, I mean, they, they're, I, I mean, at this they, point they, yeah, they, they are, are bleeding. They, they are bleeding, but her bones start cracking and, and you think she's going to get got. Uh, and it, it, it's a pretty, it's it's really jarring to watch, and I'm also very glad that we're watching older Eleven mm-hmm. have this happen to her and not, not like young, young CGI eight-year-old 11. CGI Eleven. Yeah, uh, and the screen goes black, and then all of a sudden we hear uh, medical monitors and heart beating, and we see uh, Brenner for a second, a hospital room, and then we see Jane's mom, Eleven's mom, and we hear her say, "Jane, I love you." And then we see Eleven, you know, being tortured. She comes out of this and memory. And I think that is, like, her... I don't even know if that's, like, her memory. I think that's her life flashing before her eyes. Like, her literally no, I think, dying. I think that's her memory because that's uh, that's probably the one time that she can muster up from any any corner of her mind where her mom has told her, I love you. Like, Jane, I love you. So that's... that's pro- that. I bet that's a memory that taps into her being angry and sad. It was just, like, the way that it, sad. like... It was just the way that it, like, the way they made it look. Like, the way... Like, just... It looked like it... Like, movies do when somebody has their life flash before their eyes. Like, it, it's like a tube and, like, all the images flash, like, together. And it's, like, not the full memory like 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 she's imagined before. And that that's why I thought that. But at the same time, you're right because she hasn't had a lot of – like, she's so young. She hasn't had a lot of memories. That has to be the only good one. 
<laughs> it, I mean, essentially, it is her whole life flashing before her eyes. But it is just, it's just her birth. The, this memory is just her birth. And then her mom saying, I love you. But that's enough to get her out of it and for her to gain control of her arms and everything and push one and scream. Pushes one through the glass. She lands on the floor all cool like and then all of a sudden in in the real world nina's going all fucking crazy and so is the whole rest of the lab as the rest of the brain scanners are just going off and he's like it's happening something's happening uh brenner says something's happening and we see cgi young cgi 11 in this shot which they it's a dim shot which honestly makes this look really good yeah uh because we can't it's not really entirely focused on the cgi which thank goodness uh because it's not great <laughs> but she walks towards um one vecna henry the orderly on the wall um who is being held up by her powers and screams at him and goes <laughs> with her hand outstretched and then all of a sudden one slash henry slash vecna's like center starts glowing and his body is being ripped apart what looks like atom by atom literally he's turning into ashes he's turning into ashes and this is a callback slash you know foreshadowing if you want to look at it like that to the first season when eleven defeats the demogorgon yeah and she, uh, she did it she did it before she's done it before well, and, like, this is also the only other time we've seen her, like, destroy something and then those ashes appear. Because th- that happened when, when she did that to the Demogorgon. But, like, it went, it literally just, like, he went, he disappeared. But Vecna slash Henry slash one did not disappear. He was no. yeeted into the Upside Down. Well, what we well she doesn't know that. What she sees uh, after the screen, screen goes to black, uh, what she sees is this big glowing red hole with these tentacles coming out of it. And as that portal starts to close, we go into we it, and the vines are coming into it. Yeah, we know as a gate. And then we see this. The, uh, we're getting this spinning camera action here, and we see this mysterious universe world thing full of just smoke and clouds and mountains and one slash henry is being thrown about in in space in here and he keeps being like struck by lightning and it looks real painful and yeah it really does this is like one of like the the first like full cgi shots that like i think we've ever like got from Stranger Things. Like, everything on this screen is fake. Fake as fuck. And you kind of can tell, but I liked it. I thought it was really fun. We we see we, we see him being, like, his body being ripped apart to shreds by what looks like lightning, but is actually just the power of Eleven. I don't think it's the... I don't think it's the power of Eleven. I think oh, you th- it is. you think it's she lightning, lightning him? Oh, okay. You think... No, no, no. I, I don't... I think when she sent him into the Upside Down, like, she was done. Like, she she had no power left to do anything else. And once that, his body was thrown into the Upside okay. Down, that's just... Yeah, that's just what happens. Oh, okay. I, I, that's just yeah. what happens there. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Um, it, and his body there. was uh, almost, like, dis, not disintegrated, but not because he, become, he became this nasty, flesh-like version of himself. Uh, then it cuts to him existing into yeah 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 him existing real quick then to black and then Vecna um and we see the one on his 
Yep, as the, as the vines come away, we see the tattoo on his arm, confirming that Vecna is one, is Henry Creel. Exactly. And the episode ends. Um, yeah. And that's the end of volume one. That's, yeah. that's what we had to leave off for a full month. That was rough. Yeah. And at this point, we've volume two's out, y'all. So if you haven't streamed it oh, yet, we've now's your it. chance. We did. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will be covering episodes eight and nine. Not next episode. We'll be doing them episode by episode like we did this one. Um, yeah, fuck. This was crazy, you guys. This was insane. The The whole time I was watching this for the first time, that whole reveal at the end. The, with the, that, oh, See, that was a gag. Like, uh, saying it. That was a gag. Saying it the way we said it, like, did not have the, like, the same effect as as it did watching it. Because, like, like right before that final battle between Vecna and Eleven, like, th- th- we found out that he was every like he is everyone, <laughs> and I thought that was just like, ugh, that was crazy. That was amazing. I thought I thought the music in this scene in particular, in this reveal with the strings and the minimal synth in the background, it's so orchestral and it, it's because it's this Score big this fucking moment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's this big fucking moment because we're getting all of these reveals. We are finding out that Vecna is, like, everything right now. And it's, it's like, a really it's – a, it's a grand bow to put on the first volume because it is a fucking moment. And it, it just puts a lot into perspective because, like, you finally find out who one is, how uh, – why uh, – like, how Up Eleven does point, the things that she does. Like, why is Vecna here? I was like, who the fuck is Vecna, bro? I was like, it's – I was like, it's fuck Vecna up until, like, episode five. I was like, I cannot stand his ass. Like, I was just gagged by episode four happening, everything that happened in Dear Billy that I thought was really cool, but it was Max that made it cool. And I'm just so glad that they gave us, like, they wrapped it up before we got to volume two because that would have killed me. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. Yeah, we get this reveal, and it's just like, whew. And I'm so excited to talk about the next two episodes. Um, But I have a... I have a theory that I would like to state um, now that we know the information that we do. Uh, I think that one could be Eleven's dad. And it's a theory brought up by my boyfriend who then researched it a little bit more and that more people I've are, seen that are on the also internet thinking. And Meg said that also. And, like, now that you say it, I'm like, okay, honestly, it's pretty possible. Like, just, like, the timeline, it, it, it could make sense. And it would also make sense why they would get Jane out of, like, or Jane, sorry, sorry, Jane's mom, um, T- Terry, is what I meant to say, out of the situation. Like, it makes sense why they would get her out of the situation more because he was the dad rather than just to like kill her off because she's crazy right like i guess um, they never did kill her off she was just like no they they just yeah Yeah, exactly entirely brain damaged her yeah yeah but uh, but you know it just makes sense for all the kids powers almost the kids uh, it can make sense for 11 but i feel like not for like I, i just don't see it for being Every I, I don't see him being everybody's dad. Just because him killing two, the way he killed two, he was way too passionate about he that. He killed too. all of them. I know, he but like it was he waited he waited to do to kill till to the ver- two till the very end, you know? So he had to watch all his friends die. 
you you think you think that you think that one has like a heart after killing all those kids? No, he didn't want any well, of those kids. Those all, all those kids were were if he if he is the dad, all those kids were made you know with without his consent, obviously. And oh, okay. One he's I really didn't even with. think about that they, they were made without his consent. See, I thought it would probably be with his, but yeah, I guess like they can just take his sperm. Um, didn't even think about that. Yeah, good theory. Um, Shit is wild. I, at this point, I'm just really like, I was just lighting the Steve, uh, lighting some Steve candles so he beats the death allegations. Lighting some please don't. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because, Uh, like, please don't don't kill Steve. Yeah, but. At at this point in time. I'm just hoping, like, Nancy will continue to save him, you know? (laughs) <laughs> Agreed. At this point in time, my theories for like who if someone was gonna die in the last two episodes, my theories were that either uh Steve or Jonathan was gonna die. Um yeah. It, it, but it was give, like it was giving Steve vibes. It was giving Steve was gonna die vibes for well, sure. Well like he's had his character arc, so it would make sense. But that's why I'm lighting the candle yeah. so he beats the death allegations. Yeah, please please no death, please no death for Steve. We're hoping. Um yeah. Stay tuned next week to see what happens in episode eight of the volume volume two of Stranger Things Four. Um but between now and then you guys can give us a follow at Stranger Thursdays on Instagram, um and at Stranger Things thursday's pod on tiktok is that correct yes that um, is correct. and at bangers podcast with a z on all things uh you can find me at hunter drips and at banes.co on some things and on other things good luck with that tono where can they find you they can find me at Tono the Rapper. Three real simple words that hopefully you can spell on your own. You can listen to all music on all major streaming platforms. That's T O N Y L the tilde. Silently we say it out loud, so it's just Tono. Thank you guys for sticking with us for uh, Volume One. It was real fucking fun. I really enjoyed doing this, and I cannot wait to rewatch Volume Two um, because that was a trip. Mm-hmm. I watched Volume Two twice in the same day, and let me tell you, tears both times, <laughs> both times. But we'll get into it next week. Thanks for listening, nerds. Be sure to stay hot. Uh, stay strange. Bye. Bye. All graphic design and branding done by Baines.co. All audio sound, mixing, production, and editing done by Antonio Lucero at Tono the Rapper. Intro and outro music done by LSB at LSB Production.